Alright, Reese Register here with another episode of the Property Management Podcast Series. This is episode 11. Um, been a little bit since we've done one, so we got a lot to catch up on today. A lot of new exciting things going on with Rennet Network. We're, we're adding on to our investment team. Um, we've seen just so much activity with investors coming in from out of state. Um, even a few in-state in local investors that are diversifying where they're, where they're spreading their wealth. So taking it from the stock market and putting it into investment um, in real estate. So talk a little bit more about that. We've done some educational seminars lately. Um, we have a new investor specialist um, coming on board. We've got some unique offerings that we're going to be able to talk about today. Joshua Bloom and Luke Skinner are here. Joshua is our newest agent. Comes from a background of property management, so working on that side with investors um, and now coming on to help uh, investors buy property. So he's going to be able to analyze those well. I know Luke's working with a, a couple of different types of buyers down to single family to, to large multifamily properties now. So we'll have a lot to go over with that. So first we'll kind of uh, kick it off what's going on with Rennet Network. We've launched a few new value add programs at the beginning of this year. We've offered a, an HVAC maintenance program. So when you have a rental property, one of the most expensive things you have to replace as far as ongoing maintenance is probably the AC, especially here in Florida. Um, I mean, the heat, humidity, it just it grinds on these ACs. So we've incorporated an HVAC maintenance program where um, we would put on this program and every three months we have someone go out to the home, replace the AC filters, do a checkup on the AC to make sure that everything's running right, um, give it any Freon, you know, just a basic overall. And uh, it's just a flat monthly fee. Um, I believe it is $20 for a single AC unit and I, I think it's 39 or 29 for the um, if you have a second so that would be like a two-story but your RPC if you're listening to this can um, relay the actual pricing structure and how it works if you're a new owner um, and thinking about something like this I know there's some big companies out there I don't know if you've, you have you ever heard of filter easy Josh the um, I believe so. Yeah, they're the company that you hire that comes out every month. And they'll mail the it. They oh, they'll mail, mail you a yeah. filter? So I saw, I read an article not too long ago, but even if the AC filters show up at the front door, tenants aren't changing them like they should. So sure. our process currently is we send a text reminder and an email reminder that it's time to change the ACs. But I think this, this HVAC maintenance program is going to be a game changer for property management. Oh, I think so. I mean, a lot of tenants don't want to crawl up a ladder. Yep. They might be elderly. Yep. So this is going to help them out a lot. Yep. So and, and it's and it's relatively inexpensive when you uh, you know outweigh the risk of replacing an AC that could be five seven thousand dollars to yeah. to twenty dollars a month to, to make sure that it's taken care of. So and you can increase the average lifespan of your AC unit probably exactly three, four, three yep. extra years. So super excited about that. Um, so that's one of the new programs we've launched. We've talked about lightning fast leasing. We're continuing to make that a value add program for owners or investors that want to lease their properties quick. Um, we're offering a move in incentive. Also, we're expediting the process to get those on market. We're trying to shorten that time to 48 hours at the max once we have an executed service agreement to get it on the market so that, not, that way you're not sitting on vacancy for days at a time too. So that's been pretty cool. Um, what's the, What else is going on with Invested? So we'll, we'll kind of talk about that. Like I said, we've added Joshua Bloom. He's um, experienced with property management. Also have Luke here. So investor-wise, we have seen a huge, huge influx. Um, yeah. I know you want to talk about what kind of article did you read the other day about the investor yeah. activity? So I came across an article that was talking about the residential side or the retail side of real estate in Florida and some markets slowing down. Uh, Miami leads the nation in both the size and frequency of such deals. 
But the investment activity in Florida has just increased tremendously, like we were saying, especially the opportunity zones. Um, so let me just read a little bit from this article about opportunity zones. It says, most real estate professionals are now aware of the federal opportunity zone tax incentive program between effective, um, that became effective in 2018 and that qualified opportunity zones all around the state of Florida. If you don't know much about opportunity zones, I would suggest to get with your CPA to um, you know, ask about the tax benefits you can get from investing in opportunity zones. Yeah, because what uh, essentially, you know, opportunity zones are kind of new. What it is is essentially deferring your capital gains. So if you invest in these types of properties, again, get with your CPA. Don't know the exact percentages, but you can defer some taxes on these yeah. um, if you purchase these types of properties. I think it's up to uh, 100% off your capital gain taxes for 7 to 10 years. So if you hold it for 7 to hold 10. It, yep, you have to hold it for 7 to 10 years, which is... Ideally, the, the amount of time you want to hold an investment property, anyways, that's yep. our recommended exit uh, time period. So, which is great, you know, in Tampa we have a lot of opportunity zones um, in Hillsborough County. Yep, and they expanded that. Yeah, uh, was it late last year or first of this year? Late um, last year, I think. Yeah, I, I want to say late last year. Yep. Yeah. Under December, um, if I'm not mistaken. So it, it's just really great. I work with a lot of investors who are interested and have acquired properties investment uh, opportunity zones. For the tax benefit, but you're also getting under market value properties that have been distressed, and um, you're, you know, we're building them up and having no problem renting them out, as well as you're building up that community, right? So once one mm -hmm. investor sees on that street that another house is being repositioned, then they feel more comfortable repositioning the house um, on that street. So you're just, and that's why you're seeing the investment activities. Just really growing in certain areas of Tampa. And even for me on the property management side, like um, single family owners, you know, Luke's article kind of pointed out that um, sales for real estate are slowing down. Yeah. I get probably one or two calls a month from owners that have had their home listed for sale for 30, 60, 90 days, and yeah. they're like, I'm not getting any activity. So now they're looking at the rental aspect of it. Exactly. So I call them accidental landlords because they weren't set out to be a landlord. You know, they wanted to sell it and be done with it, but now we're seeing that they're not able to sell these homes. Correct. There was this huge rush over the past three years of, you know, the prices being driven up, new construction homes, buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it. Right. Now that's because of that slowing down, you know, it makes an opportunity for someone to actually have a real estate asset for a long-term rental investment. Um, and if they do hold it for three to five years and we get good tenants in there, I mean, they couldn't get their price in three to five years and someone else is paying their mortgage. So it, it yeah. works out well. It, it is great because you just never know what happened. And yep. it provides a security net for them in the future that, like you said, they accidentally fell into yep. versus investing their money into stocks, which and I recommend real estate over stocks. And they're getting additional equity in their property. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Some of our owners that were like in the 2007, 2008, you know, the housing crisis, they couldn't sell, so they held on to it, were able to rent the property. They're just now selling, so they're 13, 14 years into it. Yep. They've got a ton of equity that they've built up just because someone else has been paying their mortgage. We put good tenants in there. Now they have a good tangible asset that they're saying, you know what, I think I'll sell now. The market looks good for me to sell uh, at the price I want now. They're not overpricing it. They're giving a nice property uh, for a reasonable price, so it's good to see. Yep. And, and with interest rates going up, you know, people are getting a little bit more timid. Money's yep. costing a little bit more expensive. So a lot yep. of people are kind of hitting the brakes on the sale pro uh, process. Mm -hmm. The rental market in Tampa is just absolutely booming. Um, we can only expand so fast. Mm -hmm. You just see with the historic rise in Seminole Heights, um, you know, building up these communities, these historical districts that really do have a lot of 
historical significance. The with the, side, right? yeah, yeah, with the cigar, yeah, you know, with yeah. the cigars. You know, we got the mafia. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> we got everything in Tampa. Um, it's just it's 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 going really good. Not not necessarily, um, you know, with the mafia side, but um, you know, just the roots of that and that great area of the Roaring Twenty. You know, the thirties. No, yeah, really, it's well, it's the trendy place to live, yeah. right? You get the old Victorian style homes, a lot of character to it. It's not so cookie Absolutely. cutter. Absolutely. And, it's, I, yeah, and yeah. I rent out these 1915, 1925 homes Ooh. faster than I can a new construction home over in Riverview Ruskin. It blows my mind. Absolutely. Yeah. People love character. Yep. So I, I think I have one. Um, it was in North Ridgewood, which is like um, right by the Hillsborough River. And it was an older home. I think it was 1920 built home. I mean, it still had all the original character, like original heaters built into the wall. Wow. The doors creaked and cracked, but it, I mean, it was nice and clean. Uh, was with another property management company for like 40 something days. We took it over and leased it in seven because you know we were able to show it. But I was just blown away. I was like, this is a small house, and I can't even rent the large houses exactly. for this amount. So has it had any major issues with it? Uh, AC. AC, AC the normal stuff, AC water heater. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it's been mm -hmm. fine. I think it had one leak in the roof. Yeah. But, it, you know, expected. The home's 100 years old. Absolutely. Th that's great to hear because one of the questions I get from investors, as you know, Tampa is a very, um, it's a city that's been around for a while. So we have a lot of homes that are getting near 100 years old. Yep. And their question is, is well, I'm worried about, you know, everything falling apart in it. Yep. And what we recommend is if it's tenant occupied, get the tenant out, get the property vacant, and then go in, redo all your electrical work. Yep, you know, get, get it up to code. Get it all up to code. And, um, yeah, you shouldn't have any problems. For It's just, it amazes me how the, the, the character homes, as we'll say, is they, they just rent so quick. So Well, you got to look at it from their point of view. You know, they go into any other home that they host their friends or little yep. dinner parties. And they're like, oh, I've been in this every cookie cutter home, yep. you know, suburban, you know, regular neighborhood. But if they go into one of those neighborhoods, you know, it's like very, you know, oh, it's yeah. very well, unique. Look at Hyde Park. I mean, it's... You have homes over there that are eight hundred thousand million and a half dollars, and it, it's not in a gated community. It's yep. walking distance from restaurants and location. It's location, like, yeah. It's like they almost embrace like that artistic side, you yep. know, that artistic flair, just like St. Pete has. St. Yep. Pete's another great community like well, that. And that's why I say I tell investors and they Google they Street View Ebor, and they're kind of worried about investing in that area. And I tell them it, it's a gold mine right now because. Three, four years from now, you won't be able to get these affordable under market value properties. Yeah, because people are going in there and they're, the word reposition, they're taking yeah. these historic homes and making them nice little properties and they've yeah. got the character, the character street. Yeah. I mean, you can go down the street in Ebor and the whole street is a craftsman style house and everybody's sitting on the front porch, you know, enjoying conversation. Exactly. And 20 minutes from every anything. Yep. Um, one of the other things that I see happening in the, the entire Tampa Bay area is these large apartment complexes are being l built left and right. If they can find a piece of land, mm -hmm. they're everywhere. So that tells me, you know, just as looking at it from a market as a whole, that the rental market's there. If they're able to just come in and, and drop these, these huge apartment complexes wherever they can, We're they're renting them out. four or 500 unit com yeah. apartment complexes yeah. that have their own CBDs pretty much. They yep. have their own communities. Yep. Um, yeah. My gyms. favorite is the Riverview Residential Tower that's being built right there on um, Channel Side. Oh yeah, I, that whole new development? Yeah, the whole new development. It's gonna be the tallest um, residential tower on the west coast of Florida. It's gonna be very high end. One, one starting at a million dollars. So it's it's amazing. It's gonna drive that area. Oh, it's it's gonna drive it up, and um, yeah, that's it's about ten minutes away from Ebor. Yeah, um, I mean everything. I mean, you fisherman, have, that new uh, sh 
the uh, fisher, not fisherman's wharf, the wharf. Uh, Swarmin's wharf. I don't know. What I call yeah. it Sparksman. Swarm Swarm. Sparksman wharf. Sparksman's wharf. Yeah, yeah. That's what they. Yeah, the whole new development down there. But so people are taking their money. They're reinvesting in Tampa. We're seeing it constantly. I mean, all the way from the the multi-million dollar condos, all the way down to what we're talking about, the opportunity zones. You know, exactly. for eighty thousand to a hundred thousand dollars single family homes. So it, it's very encouraging to see for us in the rental, the buy and hold business, is we're seeing that. Which I think is great because a lot of people in their minds, when they think of Florida, they think of snowbirds, um, which is far from that. No. We're, yeah, and. I always say the closer you get to water, the more snowbirds you're going to see. But like our central Tampa area, uh, down to St. Pete, closer to downtown, a little bit south of um, St. Pete, that that's what we call workforce housing. That's people that are here to stay with their families. They're working. They have a job here. They're going to be here for a long time. Absolutely. So they're the ones that are going to be stable. Um, speaking of, you know, kind of the tack on one of the educational um, seminars we've done, we've actually done several over the past few months. Um, was a Section 8 class. And, you know, I knew the kind of the basic highlights of Section 8 and what that looked like, but we went to a class that our local real estate office put on for us, and I, it gave us some great information. So if you are looking um, at investing and maybe curious about that Section 8 process, it's not as daunting as, you know, a, it, it's kind of made out to be. It's a very simple process, and the way the lady said that it was, it's kind of like riding a bike. First time you ride it, you may skin up your knee, but once you ride it, you know, you learn it for life and it's good to go. So um, definitely, I think that's a great program, you know, depending on the right property. The demand for Section 8 is, is super high. I think one of, she said the largest demographic was single um, over 55. Over 55. So one ones is, is basically what they're looking for is the largest demand of Section 8 vouchers. So something to keep in mind if you're looking at investing in maybe some multifamily buildings. Um, and want to do Section 8, you know, if they're 1-1s, you got a triplex that, that are all three 1-1s, it, it's probably going to be relatively inexpensive to purchase, and you can get those Section 8 tenants in there. And the big part of that is Section 8 tenants tend to stay for a long time. And, yeah. They stay for an extremely long time, and the reason for that is it's very hassle for them to go in and reapply for another house so yep. they're there 10 12 years it's a risk too because they could lose their benefits Correct. in between because something didn't go through so um for us just to kind of put a peace of mind we t- they still have to pass our normal credit screening criteria they have to provide a normal security deposit so all of that change um, is the same the only thing that changes is the, um, the housing authority would be paying a partial of all of their rent for each month. So that's all they would be responsible for. So the owner would still have a security deposit to hold for that tenant, you know, for any damages or anything like that. And for us, our tenants are screened pretty well. We don't have that issue. Correct. What about utilities? So it all depends. Good question. I'm glad you asked that. So owner can cover utilities and you actually can get more in rent if you, you know, Section 8 will give you a credit for that. Um, if you place them on the tenant, um, you might get a lower rent, but I think there's also a, a benefit to having them in the owner's name because if the tenant doesn't pay their rent or um, pay their utilities, I'm sorry, they actually could lose their benefits on Section 8. So if they lose their benefits on Section 8, the owner then in turn is not getting paid. So it was an interesting dynamic that she was explaining to us in the class is it might be for the long term. Um, if you can get good credit amount from the housing authority for covering utilities in the owner's name, that might be a path to look at so that you're ensuring that they're, um, you're limiting the amount of opportunities for a tenant to lose their benefits and you can keep that tenant in there. And you're also providing you know, a great safe housing for, for someone in need. Um, 
I, I was a firm, when I walked out of that education seminar, I was actually a, a big believer in the Section 8. It does help a lot of people, especially that dynamic of single over 55 where they have no income. They're just living on, off the basics. So um, if we have good landlords that provide great housing for people like that, I think that goes a long way for community development, as well as, you know, as an investment, you're getting solid rental income. Absolutely. And that, what I took away from that uh, meeting was is definitely uh, work with that caseworker. Um, they're going to be your best asset because they're actually going to help you. Uh, they could actually help you expedite the process because keep in mind, they're actually wanting to provide a service for their client as well. Yep. They want to help people in need. They know you have a place to stay. Um, you know, the only thing is, is like they're going to normally schedule an inspection. Um, they're going to have an inspector come out to the uh, to your property. They're going to inspect it, make sure it's up to code, tell you to fix anything. You would be required to fix those things um, in order to get approved. Once you're approved, then they could move in. It normally takes roughly around 45 to 60 days to see your first Section 8 tenant be placed. Yeah, and the, the thing about that is, like you're saying, they come out and assess the property, the housing department. Sometimes they're offering, because there is such a need for housing for Section 8, um, they're sometimes offering more than what you can get on the normal market value. Yeah, like, depending on the correct. location yeah, and, and what you're offering. You know, if it's a dry, triplex, duplex, and owners covering lawn, that's something mm -hmm. they'll give you credit for. Correct. Yeah, you might get 900 versus a Section 8 where they'll offer you 1050. Yep, depending so, on the need. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And a lot of times the caseworker will work with you and say, hey, I can get you more money if you do this. Like, they will let you know if you put the water in your name, I could get you an extra 50 bucks, you know. Yep. You know, credit. You know, yeah. they're willing to work with you. They understand that there's a need and, and there's there's a service to provide, you know. Yeah. So um, last thing I want to talk about, we're probably going to be like long-winded on this, but this is what excites me the most is part of what Rennet Pla Network's platform is built on is being responsive. So if you are an investor um, that already has properties or looking to buy more properties, um, please keep in mind when you're using an agent or property management company, how familiar are they with what's going on in the investment world, not in real estate world, but the investment world. If you're looking for a property manager, are you gonna to go to one of these big name real estate companies that does property management on the side, that that's not their expertise? They're gonna probably charge you the same amount, or do you wanna to go to an expert in property management that understands how that works in the, in the long term? Right. I see too many, too many of our, our new clients have been put in bad situations because they're not working with experts. They're working with, with beginners, so to say. They're just, these real estate companies now are trying to do property management on the side to create a little bit of alternate income because the real estate sales are slowing down, but they don't know how to fully operate in property management. They don't understand how to evaluate the risk short term, long term. For the investment side, when you're working with an agent to buy an investment property, they should be able to tell you and calculate all your return numbers, what the expenses look like, and evaluate all that on the front side for you. Too many, too many, too many times I'm seeing Investors work with the wrong agent, put them in a bad deal, and then we're there to sweep it up and clean it up down the road. Don't put yourself in that position. So when we have Josh and I have Luke here, um, one of the things before they're even allowed to work with clients is we go through a pretty rigorous training process on how to evaluate properties from a math standpoint, um, what expenses to look at. Um, we also have an affiliated maintenance company, so we put that relationship in place so that we know exactly what some repair items are gonna cost prior to us going into any, to any deals. Um, without that training, I, I feel like it, it's just a waste of everybody's time because we can go pull properties off the MLS all day and shoot you an automatic email, or you can find someone that actually knows what you're, you're looking for and doesn't waste your time and sends you the properties that meet your needs. 
Absolutely. We're going to work with you hand in hand. We want to know what we are is we're the meteorologists. You know, you're about to sail into a violent storm. Don't you want to know what the upcoming waves and stuff are? That's what we're here to do. We're here to predict the weather in a five to seven year plan, provide you a great exit strategy and possibly provide you a great um, rental property management company that's going to take care of your assets. It's going to do agent showings, which is huge. We're seeing a huge rise in property management companies doing these self showings where where their properties are actually getting um, vandalized and violated because they don't have the eyes and or the capabilities to, to taking care of your investment, um, which is unfortunate, but that will never happen with Rented Network, which is- You're also, good. with those um, lockbox uh, remote showings, you're seeing longer days on market. Lo- way longer days mm-hmm. on because market. Because nobody's there to say, here's what the house has to offer, Here's what the application process looks like. Correct. Let me show you how to do this while you're standing. There, there's nobody to ask for the Correct. sale, essentially. Correct. So mm-hmm. you're you're just you know keep your fingers pro- crossed, hoping, praying. That you're hoping applies. to pray that that property management company has taken it upon them to call those people that are going into those properties that are giving you accurate, detailed showing information weekly, monthly, or however you may see it fit. Just as yep. open communication and dialogue is, is the main key. Because what we do at, on the operations standpoint is every week. Um, we have a call that goes through every vacant property we have. What's the feedback? What can we do to make it better? Does it need you know to be touched up paint? Does it need the rental price drop? I mean, we're because vacant properties does nobody any good because nobody gets paid when a property's vacant. Um, and I know Luke, you're working with a buyer right now. He worked with an outside agent um, to purchase the first property, Correct. and that's the one we're sitting on vacant. Yep. That we're we're struggling to get someone in because he didn't get all the accurate information, and we're we're doing what we can to help him out. I think we're actually going to have part of it filled this week. Yeah. But you know, moving into his second investment, he's used you. He's he's got the property management background, so you're seeing a, a little huge bit difference. Yes. Yeah, huge, huge difference. Which now he wants to acquire bigger properties than he originally wanted to, right? He wants to increase his budget because he feels more comfortable, and you know. This guy is a finance guy, but he doesn't know the real estate market in Florida. So hand to hand, it's just we're finding great properties that make sense. It's going to get the best return for him versus, like we said, he acquired a duplex where he can't rent out. The numbers yep. aren't right, and uh, and that's working with a realtor who primarily does retail residential, taking on an investment property who only encounters property taxes for their expenses. Yep. Uh, we look at everything when it comes down to it, which helps you as well when five, six, seven years, you want to unload the property, we're there, we've, we've been with you the whole time, helped you acquire it, so when we put it on the market for sale, we know the numbers, and when a, when a investor comes, they have everything they need to make a quick, fast sale. Yep, and we, and you know, there's also a value and something to be said about quite placing quality tenants when you go to sell the property seven years from now, you know, mm-hmm. the properties that we purchase for our investors, mm-hmm. When I asked for the property management leases or, or something like that, they we got one the other day that was written in pencil. I yeah. kid you not, was written in pencil, and that's what yeah. they sent over. Exactly. So, uh, you know, our law firm would laugh at something like that. And, oh, that and, would and, not and that, be admissible in a court of law. Exactly. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand oh how... Oh, my goodness. So for our value, let's just say you purchased a property seven years from now, Rent Network's taking care of it for seven years. You've got everything you need to turn over um, to the next person that... It's going to make it a, a presentable sale, not yeah. just you know a, a kindergartner selling exactly. a box of crayons. Well, and a lot of times these listing agents offer pro forma. So basically, what they're saying is this is what the property will make right within the first year. 
Well, when you look at it, the numbers don't add up. It's because nope. they're saying that's what it can make after X, Y, and Z uh, renovations of the property. And a hope and a prayer. A hope right. and a prayer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Correct. And that's why we request the leases. Uh, we also get a stop of letters, uh, have the tenants verify that yep. the information is correct. And um, yeah, we just try to get as many itemized expenses as we yep. can. Just um, make it transparent. And, and yeah. it's like pulling teeth for us on the buy side, but it also, when you think about it from the reposition side, it's gonna add value to your property when all of that's in place, that nobody's gonna question what went on with your property the past seven years. You'll be like, oh, here's my maintenance and repair orders, here's my rent roll, I've had yeah. a tenant that's been in there for the past five years, never exactly. been late, here's what the cap rate is based on all these expenses, here you go. Make yep. me an offer or don't make me an offer. Exactly. I mean, that that's as simple. Right now, we're just seeing so many inexperienced agents listing. I'm actually on my side, the property management, because we understand we're not going to get every client to work with us as far as being an investor agent. So I am doing training at investor or at real estate offices for agents that are want to work with investors. They've got a few leads that come through because they're a major name, um, and the investor calls them to help them acquire a property. They have no clue. So I'm gonna take like a, a little bit of the class that we provide, not gonna give them the whole sauce, but a little bit of the sauce, and, and show them at least how to make that conversation start and how they can use Rent and Network as an asset to get them into the right deal. Not just any deal, like they say they want a duplex and they find the first one they can on the MLS. Oh, a horrible mistake. Yep, so that's what I'm gonna to try to do and, and I do that because I wanna change the community, but also, you know, I mean, this is a business I, I, we would like to get more property management, but the only way to do that is providing five-star service all the time and, yep. and it starts from the purchase. That's great, yeah. Yep. Very well said. So um, I think that's all we got right now. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts. We're doing a lot digitally, so if you haven't checked out our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, even on LinkedIn, connect with us as a company. We're doing a lot of um, advertising, launching our new programs through that platform, showing our lease properties, how fast that we're getting those done. Um, we've changed some technology with our leasing software, and it's done a, a phenomenal job this first quarter for us as far as screening leads and making sure that we're getting qualified activity and it's putting it out there on a, a number of different sites to draw those leads in. So on the leasing side, we're seeing a, a great opportunity there. We're continuing to expand our investment um, platform. We wanna make sure that we're able to be visible to investors that are looking for a good real estate agent that is investor-minded, but we also wanna have the technology behind that to give you accurate information. So there's a few things that we're working on with that. Um, I think that's it. You know, um, if you have any property management needs, real estate investor needs, give us a call. Um, we'd appreciate your business and the opportunity to earn your business. Uh, number one, so we enjoy what we do. It's always a challenge for us every day. How we can add value to what we do, put you in good deals, and take care of your long-term asset. So correct. Yeah, and I have one more thing to say. First of all, uh, thank you for tuning in for our listeners, and. Uh, I just want to let you guys know if you want an assessment on your property, if you have any questions about the real estate market and want to talk to an agent, reach out to us. You, we don't owe you anything. You don't owe us anything. We're not going to sign a buyer's agreement. We'll we'll go ahead and pull some cons for you and um, you know let you know and fill the market. Yep. Um, and like I said, if you need your property assessed, just reach out to us and do your shopping around when you're talking to an agent. Right. I'm not going to put the sales pressure on you um, to work with me. I provide. The educational the education, yeah, and that's that's kind of my my look at it. So yep. I just want to throw that out there. Yep, definitely. And Joshua, welcome to the team, man. It's gonna be I'm a, excited to be here. Call me anytime, day yep. or night. I'm always available. Always 
down to talk real estate, investment opportunities. Yep. Let's do it. So. Definitely a great asset that we've added to the team. We don't hire a million agents. We only hire the right ones. So right now we have two, that, and that's what we're going to stick with until the need arises. We don't hire a, a million agents like these um, larger companies. I won't say names. <laughs> larger com- companies, and then they're, they're not good agents. They're just hoping to get as many deals. Um, the way our process is set up, we want you to get a good short-term and long-term. So thanks for tuning in. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, if you have any questions, 813-864-9515. My direct extension is 109 or visit us at rentnetwork.com. Hope to talk to you soon. Thank you for listening.